Hey, hey, Twister Hoover here, and I'm so excited to share to you stories, anecdotes, and truths from the sacred writ that intertwine with our daily realities. This is Cross Radio, and welcome to the podcast that's all about the Christocentric word to the Christo needing world. You are here with me, Twister Hoover, on another episode of your quarantine companion, Cross Radio, Season 1. The season when the virus COVID-19 is putting a blanket scare in the entire world. And today's March 30, 2020. We mark this on our calendars because this is the very first day of our enhanced community quarantine here in the province of Negros Occidental issued as an executive order by our governor and joining forces with the support of our city mayor. What do you do during such a time as this? I encourage you to email me at twisterhover at gmail.com again, twisterhover at gmail.com so we can exchange words of encouragement and prayer and really dive into the word of God as the very source of our hope our joy, our peace. Today, we will go through a devotional material from a blog I have written several years ago entitled, The Broken Hallelujah. In this article, we try to reimagine King David when he stamped his confessions on the public hymnals. Writing this psalm made us see the heart of a worshiper broken by sin and is struggling to draw to God due to what he cries out on verse 12, quote, Restore to me the joy of your salvation, end quote. Not because he lost his salvation due to his grave sin, but because he lost the joy he had in the Lord out of his salvation. He was still saved, but God is dealing his discipline towards this king that only he, the one who committed sin, knew. David wrote down what he felt. What came out was a sacrifice before God. And he writes this as, quote, A broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. End quote. Verse 17. Before we move any further, let me encourage you to pause this for a moment and go and open your Bibles. Read Psalm 51 for yourself and see this psalmist was broken. Broken because he sinned against and only against the one true God. Go to Psalm 51 and then we'll go back with a reading of the blog entry from 2014 entitled, The Broken Hallelujah. If you have finished reading Psalm 51, we now go to the entry. Broken Hallelujah, reimagining the 51st song enter into the royal melancholia. 
The king sat behind the gloom of yesterday's chaos. It was his own. His eyes were now dry with tears, heart wet with guilt. Just inches beyond his reach was his harp. It was so easy for him to play this before, that is, before any of these happened. The songs naturally flowed out of his heart. Now, his life breathed out darkness, and darkness could never truly create a sound. It was all gloomy and silent, and silence around him though was so noisy. His guilt whispered roars. The space in between his heart and everything else seemed to be growing wider and wider. All his hallelujahs were broken laments from a guilty soul. He committed a crime. He loved. If only this love was acceptable. If only this life was undoable. He loved wrongly. He loved the wrong lover. And now he's facing his own demons. It did not take him long to understand that the love he thought he had wasn't pure love all along. Lust isn't love. Sin is loving the wrong lover. And the sad part is this. He always knew this. Even from the moment, very moment he laid his eyes on the bathing Bathsheba, he knew it was evil. But he did it anyway and even plotted the cover-up. David got up and after a few seconds sat down again. His legs were shaking, the kind of feeling that will get him nowhere but circles towards himself and only himself. He had to face something disgusting, a monster bigger than Goliath. He had to face the mirror. His heartbeat was faster than his breathing. He knew that he sinned against God. He sinned against God. He stood up once again, went towards the harp, and clenched its pillar tightly. He almost touched the strings, but like a shocked cat, he automatically zapped his hands away as if he could he would be cursed if he ever touched it. He then went back to his seat took the clean sheet of papyrus and inked his quill. He started to write, Quote, Have mercy on me, O God, according to the obedience and devotion I had done to you before. Forget not my ways and works for you. I have done lots of good things before that deserves even just a little merit to overshadow any wrong I've done. End quote. He pondered on the words hungrily, ate it in bigger chunks, and then he suddenly choked on it. He could not gulp it down, especially the word deserve. Does this word convey anything true? He burped out utter discomfort. He was reminded again that darkness could never truly create a sound. He did not deserve anything. Oh, the chutzpah of King David. He was suddenly thrown back into time. His failures allowed him to see life backtrack. And what did he see? God's grace backing him up all the time.
It was grace that brought him here this, this far. And what shall he boast? That he has beaten Goliath? That he killed ten thousand? That he was the king of the most resilient and God-ordained nation in the entire world? Nothing. He couldn't boast of anything. The very thing that remained in his mind's eye was great darkness and the finger of the prophet Nathan pointing directly towards his face. Nathan's words were brimstone to the soul. You are the man. His soul was dwarfed down into several inches of shame and disgust. I am the man. That time, he both feared and was desperate of grace. The courage that killed the giant crashed and burned like the walls of Jericho. The heaviness of sin was breaking him down. Grace was like a lamplight that was beamed towards the shadows and the little critters stormed into hiding. His soul was the critter. But it was the very thing he knew he needed. He needed light. He needed grace. He tore apart the parchment in front of him and got himself a new one. Tears fell from his eyes, but not because he was in the darkness. It was because he knew where to find light. His heart was ripped into pieces because in front of grace, he knew who he was in the light of who God is. He's just the king of Israel. God is the God of the entire universe. Quote, Have mercy on me, O God. End quote. David paused his quail from running. He smiled because he knew very well that the next lines were from his heart. It wasn't because he was worthy or deserving of mercy. Actually, it was the other way around. He knew he wasn't. That's why he needed more than ever grace. Quote, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your unfailing love, according to your great compassion, blot out my transgressions. End quote. Now, there's light. And he was about to finish a psalm. Thank you for listening. Again, you are with me, Twister Hover, for another edition of Cross Radio. If ever you have uh, questions, suggestions, comments, or anything just to connect with me, please do contact me and email me at twisterhover at gmail.com. I would really love to hear from you. This is March 30, the first day of the Enhanced Community Quarantine here at Negros Occidental. Thank you and God bless you. Have a good and godly day.